My name is Samantha Dick. I am a researcher on the My Use Project. The My Use Project is a research and development project running in University College Cork, and I've been working on this project since 2017. My name is Aileen and I joined the student advisory group on the MyUs project during my final year in the BSc in Public Health. I've since graduated and I'm working as a research assistant in the School of Public Health. So as a student, my perception of student drug use would have been that student drug use was low. Um, I think my perception of that may be a bit skewed as a mature student. Um, perhaps I wasn't socialising with my peers, I wouldn't have been seeing drug use, I wouldn't have been asking about drug use. Alcohol would have been more of an issue, I think, than drug use among the student population. That's my perception of it. My name is Pavel. I've joined the team of my youth advisory group, uh, the students advisory group uh, in 2019, in February. My background, I'm coming from, uh, I'm studying public health, I'm on the fourth year. My plan for the future is to actually become a researcher as well, so that's why I joined the, the team. So my perception was very similar to Eileen. I'm also a mature student, but I've asked actually around uh, my peers what, what, they, what, what they experience is. And they said to me that uh, drug use actually of, is overcoming nowadays the use of alcohol or is as high as alcohol use during the parties uh, and uh, the socializing activities among students that struck me a lot. The drug which they are kind of using uh, nowadays are cannabis, ecstasy or cocaine that was really, and cocaine actually was surprised me again a lot. I'm obviously not coming from the student perspective. It's been quite a while since I've been a student, um, I guess. But having worked in a university setting for quite a long time um, and just in the general, I've observed the general social shift. There seems to have been a shift in perceptions around drug use. It seems to be a lot more acceptable than it used to be in years gone by. And there's certainly been an anecdotal kind of evidence of an increase. There's been more sensationalist newspaper headlines um, and things like that. Whether or not that's the case, we don't know as yet. There's very little research in the Irish context as to what's going on in the Irish student population. But there's certainly anecdotal evidence and there seems to have been a shift in kind of general perceptions of drug use. My use stands for my understanding of substance use experiences. This is a UCC funded project and what we are aiming to do is to develop a digital harm reduction intervention for illegal drug use in third level students. Now, um, in previous intervention development, there's been quite a few digital interventions developed for alcohol use and smoking. There has been far less in the area of illegal drug use. The interventions that are currently available, they have small effects, but they're quite limited in their effectiveness, and we know very little about their design. Looking at the research in this area, intervention developers have cited the need for kind of end user involvement in their development. Um, 
which is something that we, we've taken on board very seriously in this project. And we've achieved this through a number of workshops, etc. We've recruited student participants to take part in design workshops and help us throughout the project. Um, we wanted to go one step further with this and we wanted to include students as partners in this project. As, as students are the target population, they will be the end user of this intervention. They are essentially a key stakeholder in the intervention development process. So we wanted to recruit a group that will be able to advise us throughout the process, that we will be able to consult if we had any questions or queries or concerns. And we also wanted to give the students a sense of ownership. We felt that if students were involved in the development of this intervention, that by the time we had an end product, that students would feel a sense of ownership over it, that it would be something that would be recognisable, attractive and usable and student-friendly, fundamentally. So we decided to achieve this by following the PPI principles. So public and patient involvement in research is defined as research being carried out with or by members of the public rather than to, about or for them. Public and patient involvement in research, we felt that the name didn't quite fit with us. Um, certainly students, whether they use drug use, whether they have drug use or not, wouldn't consider themselves as patients. So we decided to change the name to a student advisory group. Um, we felt that was much more fitting with what we wanted from the students. They were advisors in the process um, and we felt that that name would be more attractive to students and certainly more relatable. We also wanted to have some sort of incentive to take part in the group. The students are very, very busy. They have very heavy workloads. We're conscious that they would have been giving up their own personal time to be involved in the project. So we wanted to give something back. So we spent some time thinking about how we could best achieve this um, while avoiding financial incentives. And we decided to collaborate with the UCC Careers Service and we offer the UCC Works Award for participation in the student advisory group. This is the UCC Works Award is a professional skills development program um, whereby students achieve an award at the end of the year, which goes on their diploma, diploma supplement and they, it's a great asset for their CV. In addition to this, we had the student advisory group enrolled, enrolled on GCP training, a good clinical practice training within the School of Public Health. Um, we were very lucky to get that funded by the department for us. One of the first parts of the MyUse project was to develop a survey. So as I previously mentioned, there is very, very little research on drug use in students in Ireland. We have very little idea of what's actually going on on the ground. And we felt that for our intervention development, we needed to know what the picture was before we could move forward on this. So we spent 12 months developing a survey. The student advisory group were consulted several times throughout this development. And they were incredibly helpful. We had around eight meetings in total, I think, um, where the student advisory group sat down with us. We talked through the, the wording, the content, the language, um, of the survey and in the end we actually achieved a fantastic response rate to our survey. We, we, received, we achieved a 30% response rate. Um, this is much higher than the average 10% which is normally achieved for online surveys and we would attribute that success certainly in part to the student advisory group and their input. Other activities that the student advisory group have been involved in is some usability testing. So we looked at some other types of digital interventions. We wanted to kind of learn what works and what doesn't work. And our student advisory group conducted some usability testing of those. And we also got them involved in some co-design. So as we move into the design phase of this project, um, 
we will have the student advisory group involved in the co-design process and helping us come up with ideas of how best to present the information we want to present. I primarily got involved in the student advisory group to gain experience in research methods um, and I thought that this would be a good way for me to develop um, some of those skills around kind of survey development and that type of thing. Um, also, as uh, Sam mentioned earlier, gaining a UCC Works Award was a huge incentive for me um, to actually come on board and be a member of the student advisory group. It's a great addition to your CV in terms of showing an interest in conducting and being involved in research, especially for somebody like me who is interested in working in research post-graduation. Uh, the good clinical practice training as well was a huge um, incentive um, and was also a great bonus in terms of getting involved. Again, it was a great addition to the CV. It's a huge um, incentive for somebody who wants to work in research as good clinical practice training is required for a lot of research projects, particularly involving clinical research. Um, and also I was interested in getting involved in something that could help the students. So, you know, obviously, drug use is an issue, even though I would not have thought it was. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect coming in. Um, I think, as I mentioned earlier, just really gaining some experience in research, which I did get. So I really feel that I did get out of it something that I did expect. I did expect to be involved in designing um, and in you know, survey development, and I did get that out of it. And it was hugely beneficial in terms of just, you know, sitting down, going through all the questions and um, getting experience of actually designing a survey. So that was probably the main thing that I did expect to get out of it and which I did get out of it. I wanted to be involved in my youth project because um, I wanted to, end goal was to become a researcher. I was really positively surprised with the, uh, with the clinic, good clinical practice training which was offered to us uh, and as a add-on to, to this, uh, to this uh, project it was that was really really good uh, and that was really something which I uh, wanted to, to gain uh, because basically I want one the clinical trials uh, clinical trials are the gold standard for research so to to be able to work in re, in clinical trials we everyone has to actually do this training beforehand I suppose similar to Aileen's expectations, I, I was looking for uh, my expectations were around the research skills really. I wanted to gain more research skills, I wanted to see how uh, every step of research, how, how, the research, how research is developed, what, what step, steps we have to take to actually develop good research, uh, good research, and uh, yeah, that was actually we didn't see the design process, but we saw the uh, 
the survey process, how to develop the survey itself, and then where to go afterwards as well, like, you know, so survey testing and survey uh, usability, that there, those, those skills I will take with me. So um, as a member of the student advisory group, we were involved um, in discussions relating to the development of the survey for the Mayus project. Um, this involved attending meetings with other members of the student advisory group and members of the Drugs and Alcohol Tax Task Force in Cork as well. We discussed the survey itself in relation to the length, what questions should be included or excluded, how some of the questions should be framed. Um, we had a lot of very interesting discussions around what drugs should be named and included on the survey and whether they should be presented as the actual drug name or by a street name. Um, we had a lot of discussions around whether prescription drugs being used illicitly should be also included on the survey. Following the meetings, we also were involved in some of the piloting of the survey. So we were given an alias and we were asked to complete uh, the survey and record the time that it took to complete it. Um, that was the main part that I was involved in as a member of the student advisory group was the survey development um, discussions around that. I was very surprised at the different perspectives of people. So me as a mature student having a perspective that maybe drug use wasn't an issue, whereas some of the younger members of the student advisory group um, had very, very different perspectives to, to me. And even those who were members of the Drugs and Alcohol Task Force, um, obviously they have huge experience in dealing with illegal and illicit drug use. So their perspectives were very surprising to me um, in terms of what is actually going on out there um, in terms of illicit drug use. It's really, really long survey, which takes quite a good amount of time to, f to fill it. And that was the first really sec uh, part of it, which uh, we were kind of not sure about, because we, this survey uh, will, be uh, will be delivered to, to the students. And how, how uh, for how long we can uh, hold the focus spam for the students, that was a kind, of, a kind of question which I was interested in. But then during the trial, when we actually tested, the, the survey actually was very engaging and it was very interesting. The main outcomes from uh, testing the EPOP, uh, which we came up with, so the survey itself, the EPUB survey itself was very detailed and very, uh, uh, it was hard to understand uh, and not clear. So we had to go back to certain questions uh, itself to understand them. And that actually repeated for all of us who tested the, the survey. Uh, so even though that was written in very, very clear English language, English language, it wasn't really sure what they want us, when they, what the question is asking us. Like, we had different teams that was about six or five 
dif different teams, they were mixed together. And we had to come up with how to join these all different teams together so that they will uh, work as a, in, uh, as a intervention which can be delivered to the students itself. And the outcome of it was that then uh, we were split into two groups and one group came with the idea of game or MCQ which can be delivered to the students so how uh, there were questions how for example how often are you how often are you involved uh, in drug use uh, and sort uh, any sort of that kind of uh, that kind of questions which they're among peers they are taken in more relaxed environments In terms of the benefits of the student advisory group to the My Youth project, I think so the biggest project to date has been the survey development. That was a huge project. It was 12 months in the making. Um, it was developed initially by the My Youth multidisciplinary team with partners from public health, psychology, BIS and student health department. From that, the student advisory group met between six to eight times, we had extensive meetings with the student advisory group and members from the local drug and alcohol task force in Cork. The survey achieved a fantastic completion rate. We achieved a 30% completion rate. That's much higher than our expected completion rate, which sits at around 10% for online surveys. We would attribute some of that success, certainly, to the input from the student advisory group, having the student voice helping us in the design of that survey was fantastic, even down to small things like the, the language we were using, um, kind of especially language around inclusivity. We obviously tried our best to be as inclusive as possible, but there's things that you would certainly overlook. Um, in terms of the substances that we were using, we had initially planned to categorise drugs um, as sort of hallucinogens or stimulants, etc., on reflection and discussion with the student advisory group, they felt that that was not something that would be familiar to the students at all. So we ended up including a very long list of substances along with their street names to give everyone the opportunity to declare what they had used in a language that they would understand and be able to correctly report. Moving forward from that, um, as we move into the, the design stage of the project, so we are two years into a three-year project, so we are now fully into the design phase of the project now. We have the theory and the research down to a T, and we're off into the design section of it. So the, we, as Pavel mentioned earlier, we have had a couple of co-design workshops. Um, we're hoping that there'll be plenty more of those as the year progresses. Each phase of the intervention, the theory of it will have to be turned into something digital uh, and having the students input on that design will be really really important to make sure it's something that will be usable and attractive and something that's going to retain engagement of students and that's really really important because obviously we want our students to see this intervention through from beginning to end it's not going to do much good if they drop out after a couple of minutes so maintaining a design that's really engaging will be really important for the success of the my use intervention Harm reduction was a huge element of the project 
and harm reduction of course means very different things to different people and that's something that we discussed at length um, at one of the student advisory group meetings. So for some people, like for me for example, harm reduction meant preventing something happening. So I suppose in this case, preventing students using drugs in the first place. But for other people, harm reduction meant, you know, maybe preventing death. So for other people, harm reduction perhaps meant um, means whereby students would test a drug perhaps to see, you know, how dangerous or not the whatever was in it was. Um, but I suppose being involved in the development of the survey meant that you could include questions and ensure that questions were included whereby these issues would be tackled and that you would get responses from students in relation to harm reduction and try to help with actual harm reduction then in the student population as a result. Further information on the My Use project, you can contact any of the partners at the Student Health Department, the School of Public Health, the School of Applied Psychology, or the Business Information Systems Department in University College Cork. This podcast is sponsored by the Irish Research Council.